The Power of Unified Prayer on this episode of Grace and Growth. Welcome to the Grace and Growth Podcast, a ministry of First Baptist Church Shalbina that connects faith, community, and the Word of God. I'm your host, Pastor Caleb, and whether you're a devoted believer seeking spiritual nourishment or someone curious to learn more about Christianity, this podcast is a place for you to find guidance and encouragement. So grab your Bible, open your heart, and join us on the sacred journey of discovery. Welcome to Grace and Growth, where we strive to strengthen our faith one episode at a time. Today we continue into the trek or trek into the book of Acts as we learn about the early church and the lessons they have for us from Acts chapter 4 verses 23 through 31. Here in our passage, we witness the early believers facing opposition for proclaiming the name of Jesus, and that despite the threats and the challenges, these individuals they respond with a powerful demonstration of faith through unified prayer. Our passage serves as a powerful and profound reminder of the potency of collective prayer in the face of adversity. It opens up in verses 23 and 24 by saying, They went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God. You know, in times of trouble, you know, these believers, they did not isolate themselves. Uh, they didn't withdraw. They didn't pull back at all. Instead, what they sought was the support of their fellow believers. You know, they went to like-minded people who, who knew and had the same loves, the same interests and, uh, and passions as they did, namely the kingdom of God. You see, unity among believers is essential, especially in the challenging moments, especially in those times when we want to despair, we want to withdraw, we want to, to pull back. That's our, our flesh, uh, flesh trying to get in the way of, of a work of God. And so together, rather, what we need to do is, is, is be there for each other, to, to do and to live out the one another's, just as uh, we, we are told and, and commanded throughout Scripture. And you see, together, what, they, what these people did is they had approached God in prayer, and they had recognized the need for divine intervention. You see, prayer is not us giving up. Prayer is not us saying that, that we are, are weak and unable to do things in and of ourselves. Uh, simply. It is certainly that in a way, because ultimately, you know, we can't control other people's re responses. We can't control uh, situations that are, are far, well, just simply beyond our control. We can't control others. We can't control events, circumstances, the weather, any of those things. And so what we do when we pray is that we recognize and call out to the only one who has the power to truly change any situation. And so we, of course, we certainly love to pray for healing. But the Lord works in so many ways beyond just physical healing, as this group of believers can certainly attest to. And so in verses 25 through 28, it goes on to say that, Who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and, and the people plot in vain? The kings of the earth, they set themselves, and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, to do what your plan and your hand had predestined to take place. 
You see, what these believers had done as they were praying, as they were calling out to the Lord, as they were drawing strength from the Scriptures. Now, here specifically, they were quoting from the Psalms of David. And so these, these verses here serve as a powerful reminder for us that the challenges that we face are not new. That, that, that what we experience whenever we see and, and feel opposition, whenever we desperately need the Lord's intervention and the Lord's help, that what we're facing is, is not new. That in Old Testament past, and even for us New Testament past, that there were those who were certainly opposing to God's plan. And so whether it's the culture at large, the government, your friends, your family, your neighbors, even our own flesh at times as well, you see, but these people, by grounding their prayers in the Word of God, they find assurance in His sovereignty and in His purpose. And as our passage continues in verses 29 and 30, it says, And now, Lord, look upon their threats, and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. You see, their prayer reflects a bold and, and, and specific request. And rather than asking for the removal of their challenges, as we so often do, they pray for strength and for courage to continue to proclaim the message of Jesus. Their focus was, was on fulfilling the, God's mission despite the opposition that they face, and they sought His empowerment to do so. You know, there are so many times in our own lives whenever we ask for, for our pain, for our uh, weakness, for our challenge, for our circumstance or trial, whatever that is, to be removed from us. So we don't have to have to do the hard thing to endure it, to, to make it through. You know, Paul, even himself, he did that three different times. He prayed for that thorn in his flesh to be removed. But he came to the realization and the understanding that it's through his own weakness that the Lord is made strong. And so likewise, for, for us, wherever we find ourselves in life, whatever challenge may be before us, whether it's a health issue, a financial crisis, a, a family issue, uh, whatever that, that issue, that challenge, that trial may be, know that it is through your weakness that the Lord is made strong. That God is using that thing, whatever it may be, as a means of helping you to grow in your faith as a means of helping you to rely upon Him more, as a means of Him expanding His kingdom in ways that are far beyond our comprehension. You know, we don't know why God allows certain challenges and difficulties into our lives. But what we do have is the promise in Scripture that He does so for our good and for His glory. And to that, we can say amen and amen, because our God is sovereign. And we can trust Him in that. And it finishes in verse 31 by saying, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. You see, the response to their unified prayer is awe-inspiring. The Holy Spirit comes in and fills them afresh, and the place is shaken. Now, I think... Probably if there's any trustees that are, or, or building contractors or anybody like that that is 
listening to this that that isn't the normative way that the Lord works in shaking the building physically. But what it does show us here in this passage passage is that this manifestation of God's presence signifies his approval and his empowerment upon them. And as a result of God's presence being evident in a very clear way for them, the believers were emboldened to continue their mission, speaking the word of God fearlessly. It's because God answered their prayers, really, I believe, that we have the the remainder of the book of Acts, which continues to show us the advancement of the, the early church and the kingdom of God. And so our passage this morning, it reveals the incredible power of unified prayer in the life of believers. And that whenever they were faced with challenges, and whenever we ultimately are faced with challenges, we we are encouraged to to gather together, uh, to find community, whether it's your Sunday school class, a small group, uh, uh, just your your spouse and your family, uh, that you come together, that you find strength in God's word, that you, you seek after him, and then you boldly present our request before him. That as we do, as we come boldly before the King, we can trust that God will respond, that He will empower us to fulfill His purpose with both courage and conviction. And so may this passage inspire us to cultivate a deep sense of unity and reliance on prayer within our communities, that we can experience the transformative power of God in our lives and help others to do the same. So Christian, this morning, or whatever time of day you end up listening to this, I pray that you know that God is answering your prayers. He answers, I believe, primarily in three different ways. In yes, and no, and not yet. And know that whatever that answer is that God is giving to us, that he has our best interest in mind. That he is a good, good God that we can cling to him in faith. And so we hope that today that you've been inspired, encouraged, and enlightened by the power of God's word. Before we go, we want to remind you to stay connected with our church community, that you can find us on Facebook and visit our website at shelbinafbc.com or attend our Sunday service at 10.15 a.m. We are here to support you and your faith journey every step of the way. And until next time, may God's blessings be upon you May your faith continue to flourish. Goodbye, and remember that you are never alone on this journey of grace and growth.